Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Eat, Sleep, and Leave Repeat Podcast, your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first the most electrifying man in all of professional wrestling podcasts, Charlie. That was undeniably gorgeous. Hey, buddy. Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo. Yeah, and they call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. I'm the other half of our hosting duo, Bane Duke, also known as the Duke of Terps. Yo, 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 yo. Yes. Garrett, what? AW's. I, I don't know, bro. Are we in shambles this week? What's What the? AW, man. All right. Before we get into anything else, before we even. Okay, but actually, there's a couple of housekeepings first. But actually, but before we get to. But, Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Before housekeeping, no, I'm just kidding. All right, make sure you guys make sure you guys go ahead and follow us on Twitter. You can follow me. Exactly. The Tony Khan's been ha- he's hacking into the feed and telling us uh, you have to talk about this first. All right. Anyway, um, but anyway, make sure you guys go ahead and follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Bane Duke B A N E D U K E on Twitter, and you can find Charlie at O Charlie with an X instead of an A. And you can also make sure you guys go ahead and hit follow or subscribe on the podcast feed. You're listening to the Zombie That Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. All right, and that, that stuff taken care of out of the way. You can also check us out on the Vasoki Entertainment YouTube channel where we do all kinds of like movie reviews and stuff like that. Um, I still haven't watched Peacemaker because I am a uh, piece of... Anyway, um, but anyway, hey. so... Um... <laughs> hey, hey, oh, hey, the cat's attacking me. All right, oh, holy God. cat, all right. Anyway, so um, the cat's like, watch it's Peacemaker. It's gone for the leg! The leg! Strip it for parts. Anyway, um... So yeah, so biggest story in wrestling this week, I would say by far. Uh, well, that it's so crazy to say that when fucking Stone Cold is coming back, but whatever. Um, I know, right? But yeah. Cody Rhodes has left AEW. Oh, um, man. Even just hearing it, bro, it like I don't know, man. I'm 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 happy for him if this is what he wanted, and you know if he wants to go do what he wants to stunned. go do, but. I'm, I'm I'm sad as an AEW fan and as an AEW viewer each week. Cody brought an element that no one else brings, right? The, straight up. It's certainly a dynamic with the audience that nobody else has right now. I mean, like, you can say what you want about Cody, but, like, AEW gets crap a lot for not really getting genuine crowd reactions, for being more that indie style, that New Japan style, where it's it's not really about being a true heel or a face, per se. It's just about getting a reaction, you know? Um... And Cody, but he gets yeah. a reaction. You know what I mean? One way or the other, whether it's one he wants or not, he gets a reaction. A lot of people don't, you know. And and you know what, man? He went out in a fucking blaze. He had that promo that now, looking back on it, sounds kind of crazy. Dude, I was gonna say something about that. That promo now, it, it at the time it was just a good promo that maybe he should have saved for a few with CM Punk. Even now remember it's like him saying thing? goodbye. And remember him saying during the promo, he's like, people told me to save this, but I'm not doing that. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, at the in the moment, that feels like he's just saying, oh, I should have saved this for CM yeah. Punk. No, he's saying he should have saved this, like, he should have stuck around and saved this for, like, a later point in his career when he's going to retire. But, like, bro, like, that that meaning, the meaning of that takes, like you were saying, it takes on, like, a whole new meaning now because, like, it's almost like he was saying goodbye in that promo, you know, like. Yeah, and, and then he went on to have that amazing match with Sammy. Yeah, Sammy Zane, or Sammy Zane. I, I was just joking about Sammy Zane before the podcast, but uh, Sammy Guevara's first five-star match. He goes on to have Sammy Guevara's first and only five-star match. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and now... I mean, that's uh, nuts. So, I mean, we've heard 
so many things about everyone said their goodbyes. And then as the times come, you know, Kenny Omega had an interview with Wrestling Observer and he kind of he kind of took some jokes, but people took it as like very serious. But he was joking, saying, you know, Cody's on a plane to Saudi Arabia right now. And then within the next breath, he says, you know, I wouldn't have a Diet Coke with that guy. Like he was clearly kidding. I'm sure they're friends. He said, you know, him, the Bucks and Cody all had their own visions for AEW. And he he thinks maybe Cody's already completed that vision. Maybe Cody is ready to go back to the golden circle. You know, a lot of people have wondered what he meant by the golden circle for these past few years. And I think we all know, man, he wants to win the title his dad never got. And now Cody is a main Shit. event star. Do you think Dustin ever won that title? I doubt it. I'd be shocked. No, he, he didn't. Like- that's, that's, I think Cody wants his legacy and his family's legacy to have won that world championship. And I, it I mean- sounds crazy. But he kind of booked – they booked him in the corner in AEW with them – with the, you know, he can't challenge for the world championship. That might have actually played into it. I think he might have regretted that after he did it because I feel like in the moment he felt like it was the right thing to do because fans didn't want him – he didn't want people feeling like he was going to book himself into a championship, you know? Yep. And now – like, Look, I mean – and this is something we kind of want to discuss is like – so let's – we're going to build a hypothetical on top of a hypothetical. <laughs> Okay. Hypothetically, let's say Cody goes to WWE. Now, okay. we you kind of came up with this idea that we're each going to pick four different – well, we might have the same guys. Four yeah. guys each that we would like to see Cody have matches with. But, Garrett, I want to ask you one question right now. Okay. The straight up, honest truth, gut reaction to this. When Cody debuts, will you – check that out on YouTube or check that out somewhere. Is Cody Rhodes going to WWE enough to kind of even make your eyes go like, I want to see what he does. I want to see the crowd reaction to see how they react after not seeing him for like ever. So Um, you're saying like, no matter what, you'd probably check out the YouTube video. But I don't know if I I care what he does. Like in the same way that when Edge came back, it wasn't enough to move the needle for me. Even though Edge is my favorite wrestler of all time, like it's like you were in you you're down to see like okay, let's see what Edge is doing here. Let's- Edge is the superstar that got me to really like wrestling, like yeah. to actually care about like whether matches were good or not. I didn't know his matches were better than everybody else's, but I knew there was a reason why I liked Edge. Um. Just like I was the reason why I liked CM Punk. Like guys, you guys don't understand. When I used to watch wrestling as like a, as like a young adult to like a well, when I was barely a teenager to like when I was like a kid, I didn't really understand like wrestling at all. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me let me clear my throat. Um, and um, I didn't really get like match quality or psychology. I didn't understand yeah. any of that. But I, yeah. all the wrestlers that I ended up liking ended up being good wrestlers anyway. That's just convenient, I guess. Um, but Edge and CM Punk were the two of the ones that I remember standing out to me when I was younger and being like, man, these guys are just really good. And it turns out it's because of promo quality and match quality. And Cody has enough of those to run a program with just about anybody. So it's like Cody is. Yeah. See, I had a point there. I, um, I, I think, yeah. So I I'm, I'm with you. I think no matter what, when Cody, if Cody debuts, I will check that out because at this point, we've been covering AEW for what feels like a year at this point. It's probably more like six to eight months. And I, well, I, what episode I've, of the podcast is this? I mean, like, yeah, come on. I've like. loved Cody. Like, I, I really thought that he was, and we've mentioned this before, and this is not a jab on him. This is actually a, a pat on the back. I felt like he was their John Cena. 
He was the guy yeah. that new people wanted to face. He, you know, Malachi, Andrade, just recently, these are the ones. And then he had the feud with Sammy. And it's like, hey, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm hopeful for him. I, I, I hope he goes there and is episode 24, by the way. So we've been doing this yeah. for a while. And I hope he's treated as a main event guy when he goes. So. Well, that is right about at six months, like you were saying. Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to like derail. No, yeah. That's so, crazy. So speaking of matches, let's uh, let's fire off a couple of those, Garrett. Um, who is the yeah, first I have, person I have that a couple comes to mind? Down. Like, I already mentioned um, <clears throat> one person that's on my list. Um, I'll go to them next. But the one that I really just came up with out of nowhere while I was half asleep about to go to bed the other night when I came up with this idea. Um, which you're going to be like, wait, wasn't that like 1 PM? Well, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> anyway, uh, Damien priest would be a really fun one. Um, and Damien priest has been booked well recently. And I would love to see, I don't know if he's like tied up with somebody right now heading into mania, but you could always unbook anything. Um, Oh yeah. And so, for Cody, people thought he was going to show up in Saudi Arabia today. So yeah. So like, and he they, could have, I mean, there's nothing contractually that prevents him from doing so. It's just like whether he's willing to do that. Um, I would love to see Cody versus Damian Priest. I think that would be a really fun match. I think it's the kind of person he would come out of AEW for. Like, if he was the one type of... I think okay. people think, like, he's going to be with a, like WWE for, like, years now. I mean, he could be... This could be a one... Cody people are going to think I'm crazy. Six, so. This could be a one-match thing. Yeah. Like, what? what's to say? Because Unless they make him sign some sort of, like, long-term deal, which they may do. But, like... I have no idea how the logistics of that will work. I don't know how wrestling contracts work in that way. I'd imagine he's going to sign at least a two-year deal. So Maybe, but like, what if that's his deal? What if he told them, I'm only going to come in for like several dates so I can be a part-timer. I want to get paid like as much as everybody else. You know, like, because if the numbers that I'm hearing for what they're going to allegedly be paying for him are true, I mean, they're going to have to use him, you know, like. Oh, for sure. I mean, they yeah. won't be able to just and- like put him in the mid card so he's gonna be in a main event feud when he gets there more than likely you know yeah and you know something i think he could do at wrestlemania this year and that's my first one that comes to mind is edge i think cody rhodes versus edge in his first match back that was my next one so would I'll be an that one. absolute fire show it'd be incredible um I don't know that this match ever happened when Edge was still. No, I know Cody was like very young at the time and was definitely on the roster. I just don't know if they ever crossed paths technically. Like, um, I'm sure they might have had like a TV match or something, but like, man, you know, because WWE had a really bad habit of just giving away good matches on TV and not giving them time. You know, Punk for Seth Rollins. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, Still can't believe that. Anyway, um, so so I took one year. So who else do you got? Um, so I have two more beyond that. Uh, probably I'm going to steal one of yours with this. Um, I have him going up against uh, Bobby Lashley. What an incredible match! It'd be for the world title too, presumably. Um, yeah, man, and MVP and oh yeah, the, the promo is that he could cut against MVP it would be awesome because I think they were in OVW slash FCW at the same time. So that would be there'd be some good stuff you could play at there whatever cody does he should be he should his his sentiment and his promos should be and wwe you can pay attention to this and steal my idea just pay me for it but let cody bring up his past in wwe and how he's never gotten to that top of the mountain that needs to be the central thing of this right like yeah i feel like if it's not then 
I don't know, man. Like, because I, every person except Edge, pretty much, that I have booked on here will have like a similar story. Like, Damian Priest was the journeyman wrestler. Bobby Lashley and both him and the other guy on my list probably were at FCW at the same time as Cody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And hey, so, that kind of brings up who I'm thinking here. And that's let's go for the big dog himself, Roman Reigns. I mean, Cody okay. Rhodes versus Roman Reigns would be money right now. Even it would feel like AEW versus WWE. The electric, the electricity of Roman being the bad guy and Cody being the good guy would just be incredible. That would truly feel if they strike on that match instantly after WrestleMania. Say Cody beats Edge at WrestleMania, right, and then goes to face Roman right after. If they strike while the iron's hot, that will feel like AEW versus WWE, and I think that could be a fucking blast. You could potentially pull some AEW fans to be like, well, we got to go see what our guy does. Yeah. All right. So who was your last one? No. My, my last guy was Roman as well. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll toss one more at you then. It just as a, this was my fourth and that is Riddle. That would be, yeah. I, Matt Riddle would be fun. You know, oh, weirdly, I didn't even think guys. about this. Him and Ziggler have some history, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. you could do that. Like, if you just want to, like, maybe if well, you don't want to panic Ziggler, book him into, like, the NXT world. NXT now. Because so. we kind of panic booked him into the world title scene because that's what we feel like WWE will do. But, like, yeah. they may just, the Edge one to me is the only one that doesn't feel like, but he's still world championship material. I think just, they're going to so. treat him how they've treated AJ Styles when they brought him in. That feels ingenuine, though. Bring like, him in. You right, want to well, tell the I'm correct just story, you have booking. to bring him in and have him, like, be still, like... I want I want Vince to, like, personally bring him on television and then be, like, still not impressed with them after all this time. I want I want them to play into that. If they don't do that, they're wasting their time. Like, Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. So, all right. Or just have him book you against Damian Priest and just have, like, a five-star match. It's fine. <laughs> I'm done with that, too. So and we had to, we figured we'd discuss on that a little bit, and uh, let's jump in. What we like to do before we dive into the results of each show and kind of breaking all that down is we like to give out our favorites of the week. And Garrett, you went first last week, so I'm going to go first this week. No surprise. I mean, this is no surprise. Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. Garrett, it delivered. Oh my god, did it deliver. This match was like randomly teased as like, I don't know if it was like necessarily planned prior to like the live show last week, you know what I mean? Like, yep. Um, it might it might have been. I mean, Tony Khan likes to book super far in advance, but... Um, and I really think Tony Khan, like I really think he's noticing, look, Lee Moriarty is getting over as a babyface, no matter who you put him out there with. And he has the wrestling ability to be a world champion. He has the charisma to be a world champion. There was just so many like hard strikes in this match. There was that like draped over the ring rope like knee strike that Danielson did that like he usually used to do on the Indies. Like get him oh. draped over like the second rope and he just Dude. kneed him in the face. There was that the, the slap. I mean, the, my the, god, the, the leg lock transition where they were doing the chain wrestling with the legs and they locked their legs up and did like the like what. It's just so much fun, man. Like, who else? You literally couldn't do that with anyone else besides Lee Moriarty. Like, he's just no. like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. He is the Brian Danielson of the of Dark. Like, that's literally what that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And I think we've we've been discussing on this for a couple of weeks now, thinking he might have been our fourth pillar. And I'm, I think it's officially, we say it, after this match, Lee Moriarty is our oh, fourth yeah. pillar. 
And if you guys, if this is your first podcast and you're like, oh, what what do they mean by their pillars? You know, AEW created their four pillars and now we've created our own four. Starting off with Dante Martin. And then I went to Daniel Garcia. And then Ricky Starks. And now Lee Moriarty. Those, that is Garrett and I's. I want that as a faction, by the way. I would love it. I I, I would love it as a fucking shirt. I'm not even kidding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, we have our own pillars. The Eat Sleep Elite pillars of AEW, right? (laughs) It's like... The ESE pillars. I I want all these guys to succeed. And outside of, you know, Kenny Omega and all our NXT guys that we fell in love with. I know they're not NXT guys, but when I say that, everyone knows what we mean. These are my four favorite wrestlers in AEW. And... I, I am perfectly comfortable saying that. Now, I, if Orange I, Cassidy wasn't like seventy years old, then I would include yeah, him as a pillar. Yeah, as well, and like he, you know? I include him as like one of the OGs, and like you know, obviously Kenny, Ray, Ray Phoenix is my favorite wrestler on the planet. But I think in terms of AEW guys, these are the four guys that I did not know before they came to AEW, and I love them. I, I anytime they're on, and they're on every week because all four of these guys will wrestle dark. So yeah. That don't mind us uh, blowing Lee Moriarty for three and a half minutes there. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it'd be while Brian Danielson be. kicked ass, of course. Like, come on, Brian Danielson did win that match. So, Garrett, what was your favorite? Um, we didn't even talk about the promo. Well, before we move on to my favorite, let's talk I mean, the post match promo between Danielson and and uh, um, uh, uh, Moxley. Mox? Wow, my God. Okay, I, I know wrestling. Yeah. Um, ah, all right. Anyway, yeah, Moxley. Um, Moxley basically, you know, being like, yo, bro, like what? Do you not want to wrestle me? Come on, just wrestle me, Daniel. Wrestle me. Give me what I want. Um, oh, man. We will have that clip eventually. It's going to happen. <laughs> and then he's like, um, I, 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 the line is something like, I won't fight with anybody unless I bled with them first or something like, like that. I'm not I'm saying like, yes, but I'm not saying no. And he will not stand with anyone unless they bleed with them first. And so that, that's setting up our prediction of of even though it hasn't been confirmed, Moxley versus Danielson at Revolution. The Revolution card is looking <sighs> incredible. I believe, the Revolution I believe is it's televised. Next week we'll do predictions for it, right? If I'm uh, it's March sixth, so yeah, I believe so. Is it next week? Maybe maybe no, two weeks following, from now. The following week, yep. The following week, but whatever. Um we'll have another matter. three show week. That's, that's a fun pay per views are fun weeks for us. So <laughs> You had the opening match of Dynamite, I believe, correct? Um, yep. Or, well, the first match, not the opening match, but the first match of the show, not necessarily the opener. Um, but I had the closing match on Rampage, which was Trent Beretta taking on the Switchblade, Jay White. Um, this match vibed New Japan to me. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, bruh, bruh, Jay White suplexing the man through a chair on the barricade. Uh is that legal? Um, <laughs> Man. Lots of brutal striking. This was a hell of a main event. I just, I had never seen a Jay White match before. And so I was super hyped for this because I didn't think they were going to have him wrestle right away. I thought maybe they were going to have him do like uh, what they did for like Bobby Fish for a little while where Bobby Fish wrestles every now and then, but like he doesn't wrestle all the time. I don't know why. I'm I still waiting for Bobby Fish versus like, Tony I, Nese. I, like, where's Bobby Fish versus Tony Nese? Give me what I want, Tony. Anyway. Um, give me what I want. Um, and give me Kyle O'Reilly versus Tony Nese too. You know what? Just give me everything 205 Live was like five years ago. Just give me that again. All right. Um, By the way, we, we mention a lot of 205 Live guys all the time. I, I Quick run in here. Uh, RIP 205 Live. It officially had its last show and is now called NXT Level Up. 
But man, we so, mentioned so many guys that were on 205 Live that we So love. wait, is Roderick Strong still the champion though? Uh no, the Cruiserweight title does not exist anymore. Oh, he lost it in a match to Carmelo Hayes, who Mr. Christian Casanova. I I would have I, I was surprised AEW no. didn't get him. I thought Christian Casanova, now in WWE known as Carmelo Hayes, I thought he was a badass wrestler. But hey man, Blake Christian Andrew Sometimes Green, WWE sign those people, so you yeah. know. He'll be cut in three months. Um, so, I mean, hey, it's, uh, I, I, I'm a quick little uh, RIP for the for the brand, but yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah, no, but I mean, like Jay White, Jay White um, I don't know. He looked really interesting. The suplex out of the ring, just uh, what the fuck? Um, you you could already so in your first match of Jay White, you could see that viciousness that he carries. I could honestly, you know what? This is gonna sound awesome. I I could tell that before he ever stepped in the ring. Okay. Um. Like, just the way he carried himself, I was like, this guy doesn't, this guy wrestles like Minoru Suzuki wrestles, you know what I mean? Which is a match I want to see now, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Suzuki versus White? Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, Kota Ibushi and Jay White from Wrestle Kingdom 15 is one of the all-time great New Japan wrestling matches. It's J- Jay White's that. best match he'll probably ever have. Not not a slight on him. I'm just saying. that was He was truly perfect in that, and the feud was great, too. But I really enjoyed this match. It closed out the wrestling week in a really strong way that I thought, you know, after all the craziness, the only thing that I thought at the end of this match was they're going to be just fine without Cody. That's a great way to put it. They are going to be just fine. And I agree. I mean, if we're some of the rumors speculating that they're bringing in even more people, but we've kind of expected those two. So we'll just let Tony Khan allegedly has something that's going to change the wrestling world again. So yeah. I, I think they're going to bring in Jeff Hardy is. for sure, and then probably, hopefully, Shane Strickland. I, I think Strickland would be the right move. But Swerve would be the biggest swerve of all time. Yeah, um, and I'm with you, man. I think Jay White versus Trent delivered again. Trent being in one of our favorites, I I did not expect Trent. No dig on him. I did not expect him to be in multiple of our favorite matches when he returned, and I'm glad to see. Do you know what I realized? Between him and Chuck Taylor, he might be the better singles wrestler overall. Oh, God. Not, not a knock on Chuck Taylor. They're no, both no, phenomenal. I agree. Chuck Taylor had a match against somebody during the Orange Cassidy uh, Adam Cole feud. I forget who it was. Maybe it was Kyle O'Reilly. And um, and it's shit like this. I hope Tony sees it and rewards him. Right? Yeah. I, 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 all the time. Just, like, it's like Ricky Starks getting to defend that title is like him acknowledging that he does a good job on commentary every week. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he does that. So I, I could see him doing that. So, but that was my favorite and your favorite this week. So I guess that takes us to Dark Elevation for the week. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. let's, we're, we're going to kind of speed run Dark this week, guys, because yeah. we're kind of just, we're I didn't gonna, really we want to make sure we give you the results. Week. Yeah. We, <laughs> this week we had a lot of time with Cody and all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. you, you yeah, take care of Elevation so. and I'll get us with Dark right after. Yeah, so Dante Martin had a squash to open up the episode of Elevations, Elevation number 50, by the way, just in case you were wondering. Um, and he defeated the jobber with the nosedive. Uh, Thunder Rosa took on another jobber as well in the second match of the show, and she beat her with uh, what I'm calling unknown slam because I, did, I don't know what it was called. I think she just kind of slammed her. Great week um, for Thunder Rosa. Yep, Rosa looking great. Um, I think, okay, actually, side note, I think Rosa might be the one to actually defeat uh mm-hmm. anyway um mm-hmm. then we had uh serpentico taking on uh zach clayton oh my god um charlie and, and mr clayton uh yeah 
this is the match, man. He gets his first win and he kills him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good week for German suplexes on AEW. All right. Well, real quick um, side note. We've mentioned Zach Clayton on here multiple times. I think this is the kind of guy you're bringing to the Nightmare Factory. Nope. You fire you, him. He almost killed somebody. All right. Nah, um, nah it's, that's a gimmick move. This he's got the look. He's got a look that AEW doesn't have. Nope. He almost bring killed him, him into the. Uh, nope. Let let Ben him. train him up a little bit, and nope. I, I'm with it. Nope. <laughs> I would be a okay if anyway, we find him. Uh, we had Hobbs taking on uh, Matt Seidel, and uh, this is actually a pretty good back and forth match. Shrugged him off for the W with the. Uh, the, what the hell is that thing called? The torture rack. Um, Men of the year got on the show somehow. Um, they actually got booked. Oh my God. All right. I guess that means it'll be good vlog content this week. Uh, Ego's edge for the dub. Um, let's see. But these are the right matches, right? I am talking about the correct matches. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. My, my brain's just not falling apart. We had a 10 man tag match. Um, sorry. Scroll. Get the participants here. Um, two point zero Daniel Garcia with the acclaim taking on Dark Orders. Five uh, Alex Reynolds, Evil Uno, John Silver, and Stu Grayson. What a team! Anyway, um, fucking the Dark Order is so stacked. Anyway, um, yeah, but are. uh, yeah. So this is like a a pretty good paced build built up match. I know how to speak English. Um, and then in the final match of the show, we had uh, Ruby Soho and TJ taking on Emmy Sakura, Dyla Rose, and the Bunny. By the way, that's an old school team that we haven't seen in a while. They've, they've run that team a lot. Emmy Sakura, the Bunny, and Nyla Rose. I don't know why, but... Um, I like seeing uh, Emmy back. Instantly, the Bunny used her jacket to choke Anna J. I like that continuity there. Um, and uh, Ty Conti looks like she's trying to die with the moonsaults. All right. Um... And that's pretty much, and then it looks like uh, Soho had enough future to get the win. It was just kind of like a bunch of BS on Dark Elevation this week, like whatever. They should yeah, and I think Bunny's going to get a get a reward for being a good soldier. Um, yeah, in the championship match those, next week. Yeah, she takes all those L's and takes all the pins, so they give her a title shot that she'll get pinned in. All right. Um, <laughs> and uh, at Dark, we were a loaded show in terms of a lot of matches. Yes. Uh, we're at Universal again. Do you have the number? Because I don't. Of matches? No, the uh, dark number. Oh, dark episode number 130. 130, there we go. We started off with Dark Order, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. They defeated Arya Davari and Invictus Cash. So Arya Davari, he's been on they, a lot They're going to sign both of those guys at some point, right? Like, they keep using them so <laughs> I'm much. Sure. Like, uh, QT Marshall gets a victory over a fellow named Pat Brink. We know where QT's headed. Max Caster, he, uh, he had a match this week against Wardlow, so it makes sense to see him get a victory. He made a joke about the the jobber's mom being a cam girl or something. Damn, he, he's too good, dude. <laughs> Tony Nice, uh, another wrestler on the list that got showed up by Carly Bravo. They know what they have. Carly Bravo is part of the Nightmare Factory. This guy's got charisma for days. He had the entire crowd with him. No, no fault of Tony Nice. Every every time one of these guys face Carly Bravo, Bravo looks like a bigger star. It's like a sit out belly to belly to end it or something. It was yeah. weird. So. I love seeing Bravo. I think he's got a future here. I, I hope he uh, makes more spots. All right, pause. Fuego del Promo. Unpause. Go ahead. <laughs> Emi Sakura defeats Angelica Risk. Angelica Risk, we saw her debut this week on actual TV. 2.0 with Danny Garcia defeat the Metro Brothers. This was really <laughs> quick and fast. Naka, 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 Nakazawa defeated Joey Sweets. 
Would you like seeing Nakazawa back? I don't. I don't think he's been on one of the dark. Why does? Covers. Why does he? Why do they make him into a joke? Like he can actually wrestle. You can tell. Like, yeah, just gimmick. They. Yeah. He's still. You know. He's the jabroni. Frankie Kazarian beats Luke Sampson. Like I like seeing Sampson back. George Ol, your your guy. You've been yep. a George Ol fan here. Seeing oh, him yeah. pick up a victory. How do you look to you? Wait, Brady? have we figured it out? Is it going to be George Joel, uh, Nick Camarado, and and uh, <laughs> wait, uh, who's the last man we can add to this ladder match? <laughs> All right, I fucking <laughs> forgot. Uh, we need reinforced ladders. Fuck it, Paul White. <laughs> five and ten of the Dark Order defeated Chaos Project in a pretty decent match. Yeah, Team Fifteen is apparently going to stick around for a while, and still it's still Team Fourteen because the negative one. All right. Um, and then in our main event, Anthony Bowens. Beat Fuego del Sol. Anthony Bones looks great as always. Fuego del Sol is just like the the punching bag of AEW Dark. Oh, absolutely. But if you if you're an enhancement talent, you still don't want to face him. It's true because he'll beat you. All right, <laughs> let's get the dynamite. We start off All with right. CM Punk cutting a promo. I am Straight Edge. I, I thought I didn't know where this was going. Then I realized he was rehashing that MJF pretty much copies his stuff. Basically, yeah. And this is all just a long shadong shadong to show a picture of Punk and MJF when MJF was a kid, and that they're having a dog collar match. Garrett, I'm gonna be honest. Dog collar match. <laughs> I guess it kind of fits the feud because they're talking so much. I, apparently, Brody Lee had one, which I didn't even know. Yeah, Brody and Cody Cody Rhodes. So, I, I, as I, I mean, know. I'm sure they can make it work psychologically. I don't, you know, as long as it's not stupid. Uh, I'm just know. worried they're overthinking this. But yeah, we'll. See. I think we'll I think too. I that's what I kind of rang to me as soon as they said dog collar match. I was like, okay, so it's like the taped fist match like you know what i mean like no i'm just kidding but yeah, like just, you know that's I, what I, was like, I always nah, worry like, that they overthink the, the fucking stipulations sometimes but these are two professionals this might be work. a little overbooked that might be the problem here you know what i mean like yeah <sighs> punk's gonna want his win though so I, yeah. I i'm cool with it it is what it is uh yada 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 uh tony shivani is interviewing C- christian cage and jurassic express jungle boy says he enjoys three ways Hey, and look at apparently so does Luchasaurus. Yeah, you see so, his face reaction. <laughs> He's oh, like, yo, I, I really want to. You know, I'm saying it. So in Big Brother, when Luchasaurus was on Big Brother, uh, yeah, he was doing some crazy things to one of the females <laughs> under the sheets. He he was that guy, bro. And of course, it was she was a beautiful girl. So let's go, Luchasaurus. Let's go, Austin. He's a good brother. Um, so the next couple weeks will be filled with tag matches. And unlike in Saudi Arabia, where you actually don't get your tag championship match, we will have a tag championship match at Revolution. Yes. Right. The Revolution is televised. I, I, I flipped on that show, and I was excited for the Usos and Viking Raiders, and uh, they they ended up jumping them and not having is them televised. Match. Oh, that sounded perfect. Yeah, it did, actually. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart <laughs> is in the crowd. Do you know who that is? Because I didn't. I'm sorry. Uh, who? Yep. <laughs> Uh, we get our match that we talked about. We get our promo that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith Lee, highlight promo package. I am Keith Lee. I really wanted to fucking guttural scream there, but I held it back. <laughs> <laughs> Face of the Revolution ladder qualifying match. Wardlow versus Max Caster. Garrett, take it away. Uh, Mr. Mayhem 
came in, shoved his cock. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, <laughs> yo, this is. Yo, this is I want that to take on a new connotation. All right. Um, <laughs> hey, yo, yo, you know who would do that? And his yeah. name is John C. I don't know. I don't know if I would say that. John Cena might beat me up. All right. Um, John Cena, man. Actually, John Cena would just be like, I am so, that, I am so glad he's making his way in Hollywood. I, I, I really like John Cena. I'm so glad because I mean he doesn't have to be on my wrestling screen anymore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this was a pretty decent match. It actually went some length for a Wardlow match. Yeah, um, Wardlow is getting more and more rope slowly over time. I think that Punk match was the final test. Like they were like, "Hey, we know you're gonna mm-hmm. probably blow up in this match, but just see if you can have a match that lasts like 15 minutes." Like, okay, or however long it was. You know what I mean? Like he's like, "Okay," and then he did it. I don't know it was good. It wasn't. There wasn't yeah. any much to add. Like I just, it was exactly what I expected it to be. You know, Max Caster got in just enough offense to not look like an idiot. He got his full. Yeah. I wish he hadn't used his finisher because Wardlow had to kick out of it, and he, you know, so. But I mean, I wish maybe I wish maybe like he hadn't landed it fully or something. This is actually an idea I had because of something that happened in one of the matches on. I don't know if it was the Bowens match or something, but like toward the end of, of dark, I had this idea that having like a person in the back that knows like every submission, maybe this could be like a thing that Danielson does. If he doesn't have, if he's not busy some weeks, like, you know, cause somebody in the back knows every submission and every like half version of it. So like, if maybe like for some of the wins on dark, if they're going to win with their sub submission moves to protect the moves a little bit, maybe they don't fully lock them in. Yeah. If they're not going to tap out to them. That way, it feels like when they get it really locked in, you know what I mean. That they yeah. they're gonna win. You know what I mean. That, but maybe that's like overthinking it. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, so, but so we get a uh, Tony Schiavone. Max Caster taking more than one power bomb felt weird though. I felt like maybe he should have just beaten him with one here, like because Max Caster is supposed to feel legit, you know, like yeah, and no, and yeah, well, Max Caster, you know, he was in this match last year, so. It, it's good for Wardlow. I, I I feel pretty comfortable in saying Wardlow's going to win this. How, how do you feel? Yeah. So does there being three big men change the dynamic of the match a little bit? Like no, because these it's not. I'm not going to name other names, but it's not like other wrestlers. All three of these guys are pretty athletic as big guys. So yeah, but if like, anything, it's going to make it feel more menacing. And but if the least athletic of the three big guys, I'm not knocking Wardlow. I'm just saying between him, Hobbs. And Keith Lee, he's the least athletic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, he'll make it. this is his chance, bro. Is he the one that should win? Then is what I'm saying. Like, oh, oh I yeah, know, I, like... I think Wardlow's winning no matter what. Hey man, <sighs> Lars Sullivan looked great in a fucking ladder match. Anything's possible. Yeah, but Lars Sullivan didn't win that ladder match. <laughs> no, he didn't. But he looked great. Uh, Tony Schiavone's backstage: Britt Baker, Rebel, Jamie Hader, and Mercedes Martinez. I was not liking them as a four, and we got that fixed this week. Baker yep. tells Mercedes not to lose, and after tonight is undeniable and will be the most powerful woman in pro wrestling with the best squad and the best sensei. The actor Martin Cove appears on the screen. Cobra Kai. Dude, I <laughs> sensei This did Kreese. nothing for me because I just have never See, seen Cobra Kai. I love that show. It is one of my favorite shows of the year, too, actually. It's just kind of funny. I actually liked it more than Boba Fett. And he says, What happens if Martinez loses? And Cove says you know what to do, finish her. So Kreese is, is pretty much a badass on Cobra Kai. He is, he is the ultimate heel. So it's funny that Britt Baker's with him. It's fucking great, actually. Uh, Hangman comes out there. He doesn't get a word in before Adam Cole interrupts. And uh, mm-hmm. 
They were exchanging some blows. The one that stuck out to me is when they were in Ring of Honor, pay, uh, Hangman was known as the other Adam. And I. The sad thing is, I remember that. Yeah, like, I do too. And I remember even thinking then he was better. I remember thinking he was better than Adam Cole back then. Like, mm, which I, I'm sorry, hey, Adam Cole fans, he was. Like, that's just a fact. Like, hey, it may I, not have been to you, but he was the better wrestler. Like, and, I definitely was one of those guys. I thought of him as the other Adam, but I. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I knew back getting, then he was the fucking world champion between the two of them. Like, getting you know, more like, used to him, and he's good. I, this feud was is gonna be great. By the way, what the hell, Ten? Why'd you kill all the security? He's getting ready for that match with Cole, baby. Bruh, it's all those steroids. <laughs> I'm sorry, Preston. Don't be Red me Dragon up. beats the hell out of Paige. And, uh, yeah. Preston's going to eat me on Ethan Page's vlog next. God damn it. Um, <laughs> the Inner Circle. Chris ha- uh, wow. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Santana and Ortiz. Pretty decent match. I think the, the uh, who was going to win was obvious. Bro, I didn't have any idea what they were going to do. I mean, I, I kind of thought this might... I didn't think this was going to happen, though. When Eddie's Kingston's music hit, and his face was just full of joy, like, I was just like, this is the greatest. Yeah. Like, oh. It's time to team them up, man. That's a trio going for the trio's title. Give me LAX, it. damn it. And throw... Fuck it, throw Diamante in there. Ever since you said that, dude, that's been like... Oh, God, I want that, that. That would elevate her, too. Um, I mean, yeah, we didn't have much to add from that match. I mean, it was it was pretty decent. No, it was good. Or the some good shots great. in there from Santana, like yeah. Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, and Red Dragon are backstage cutting a promo about which team will be going after the tag team championship. And then we get into our this would have been my other favorite. Fuck, I mean, I could say that about the main event too. God, good wrestling yeah. on Dynamite. We finally get our non DQ match: Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa. They almost died when they didn't go through the table. They almost bro, died. what the fuck's up with AEW tables and chairs and ladders, Someone bro? They just it, bro. don't break. Someone gimmick those better. <laughs> Ungimmick them. Fuck it. Just make them unsafe again. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But seriously, like, what the hell? Like, they, they're Rosa. making them less safe by fucking trying to make them more safe. Like, what the hell? Thunder Rosa not only looked good, but she looked great in the ring. And, like, I, I think you kind of alluded to it earlier, dude. This is, uh... I'm starting to feel confident that she's the world champion next. Yeah, Fire Thunder Driver on the chairs. Ouch. Ouch. I, I didn't will... understand what those chairs were going to be used for. Like, I can never tell when they throw chairs in the middle of the ring when the, what they're going to do. I still want to see, like, the Kevin Owens stack of chairs that he, like, ruined everybody ever doing again because he did the ultimate one at Extreme Rules like, a couple years back. Like, I want to see something like that again. Like, <laughs> Sammy Guevara, do it. Anyway, um... <laughs> Join the Dark Order. He will do it. Yeah, and um, uh, I loved the finisher after the match with Britt and when she came out. Um, they beat up. Mercedes. Yeah, is Martinez, like, is she still a heel? Like, I don't. Probably, but she just wasn't good enough for Britt Baker's heel faction, so they kicked her out. But, so. like, her and Th- like Rosa almost feel like they were, like, kind of, like, respecting each other at the end. That's why I'm trying to say, like, I wonder I, where I she falls I think Mercedes Martinez should be a face. She's easy to root for. So I, I, I agree. I agree. Well, I guess we'll we'll see who they set her up with in matches next, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, that match kicked ass. Not as much as the next match, though. Hell no. And we get a new vignette. Garrett Malachi Black. He's waiting a new person to join him and Brody King. I please, I have. Please I have, God, let it be Wyndham. Okay. I have two guesses. Some people have said Carrion Cross, which would be fucking insane. Ooh. My guess number one is it's the 
The Butcher under a new name. That's, but, that's guess number one. And then number two for me. But then it, what do you do with the blade? I mean, they're already broken up already. Just. What? I, I think they're already done. Unless Butcher's you know, actually. You know what? Fuck it. Have him and Bunny do shit then. Yeah. Fuck it. And then my guess number two. I didn't I didn't get the vibe though when we saw the person come from behind him. My guess was gonna be Abaddon, but I didn't get that vibe. So guess number two, I'm gonna switch it up. And I'm gonna say he brings in Lee Johnson. It's out there. It's different. It's out the thing there. is, like, he's interacted with such specific people that none of whom are which are really available right now. So I think it has to be somebody from the outside, unfortunately. I think that's what he's done so far, like, precedent-wise, right? Like, if he had brought in, like, um, oh, who is he feuding with for a little while there? Like, if he, uh, like, um, what's his name? It could be, um, what's his name from, because uh, we haven't seen him in a while, right? Um, Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. I mean, so, it didn't seem like he was that short, though. Not trying to say that Brian Pillman's short, but he is for, for a lot of the rumor. The rumor? Well, I shouldn't say the rumor. Meltzer's guess is that it's Buddy Matthews, a.k.a. Buddy Murphy. That, I've seen that as well. So, I don't know why he thinks that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, you know what? Way. Matthews is a fucking great wrestler. So, if that... But just, case, like, his voice sounds so different. Like... Yeah. So... I mean, hey, Brody King sounds American, so I guess that doesn't really mean Knights of the shit, Black Throne. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It'd be interesting. I would rather it be somebody like different. I, I don't know. Like, I, want it to I would be the rather, butcher, man, I don't know. I know that's a little bit of a fan casting, but I really want it to be the butcher. I think I mean, that guy's look would fit so well. In I think group. we would all prefer that it be somebody internally right now. Cause that, it just feels like you're just so many of these people are not getting a chance to let their debuts breathe, you know? Like, I feel like Leo's gets, like, under, like, I feel like Leo's gone now, but Leo kind of got shoved into that same spot where, like, he just kind of got showed up, like, a couple weeks after a bunch of other people did, you know, like, he had already been signed, so it was, like, yeah, you you can botch this shit really easily, like, yeah, TNT Championship match, Sammy Guevara uh, actually really got kind of fucked up in this match, he got pretty hurt uh, with his eye. Uh, Sammy's trying to die out there, man. Sammy Guevara wants to be known as the greatest TNT champion to ever live. He wants to be known as the first man that died as the, uh, <laughs> while in a TNT championship match. Um, Sammy Guevara ha- suffered a scratched cornea from this match. So hopefully he's okay. And you know what? It was a great match. Um, I honestly, dude, like ever since that, I feel like he's like already like so like i feel like his soul left his body on that chair so, or that sorry that flip that he did the senton or he was supposed to put cody through the, the ladder <laughs> yeah. i feel like his soul left his body went into cody's and that's why cody's left the company now because he's got two souls in his body um this was this was a very very good match with some great spots um we saw the tablet spot again with andrade uh, I, I'm sorry. I hate when they use tablets it just it feels so weird to me yeah, like why is it technology they, they, like it's so weird it has been consistent with Andrade's character. So I'll give like, him Why that. would you use a tablet as a weapon? It seems so stupid because it's such an expensive piece of technology. Like, I get that he's, like, the richest man in AEW, but, like, yeah. uh, I want to yeah. see... Okay, can we have a backstage segment where Britt Baker bribes Andrade to get the AHFOs to do something? I like, Matt Hardy's not, like, about it because he wants Bunny to, like, yeah. win the championship or something, like... Well, <laughs> and we kind of got the story of after Guevara won, he's, he's watching uh, Matt Hardy walk away, and Andrade gets in the ring, and he hits him in the back, so... 
we Bro, also, why is Matt Hardy so good in storyline of getting people title shots? Like in the last month, he's gotten Isaiah Cassidy and uh, now the Bunny a title shot. Like what the what hell? He does, man. Money, money, money. Making money moves. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, thumbs up, thumbs down world for Dynamite. I'm giving it a thumbs up. Garrett, how about you? Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Fucking eight W man, it's so it's so consistent. Uh, let's get a rampage, huh? Rampage special start time at seven o'clock. It was actually kind of refreshing. Baby. I uh, I watched Rampage uh, live and I enjoyed it, and I I didn't finish it, so I finished it <laughs> today. But, nice. Um, Adam Cole versus Ten. Uh, Garrett, baby, I loved seeing Ten actually have a wrestling match with the main event guy again. We he he has been a little scorned from the John Moxley thing a couple months back, Ugh. and he had to build himself back up. And I think it's safe to say, bro, it's like he pissed somebody off in the back or something. Like, I, yeah, right. This was a good he showing was, for him, man. This was a good showing. Like, I like I like that he actually did get to show off a little bit of what he can do. Um, his spinebuster is one of the best in AEW, in my opinion. Although that. We'll get to it in a second, but there's an even better spinebuster that won a match Ooh. on this card. Okay. But like, it's crazy that like ten is like a literal singles wrestler. Like the weird thing is that he'll always be tagged up with other people because of the Dark Order. But he's such a singles wrestler; it's kind of ridiculous. That's why I still think that if you take that mask off, he's money. Like you know what I mean? Like because he's got and, that. And- no, I think the reason why the mask works for him so well, man, is because of how ridiculous his physique is. Yeah, and like his face, if you could see his face, it just would be almost a little unbelievable. You know, like and look, Preston Vance, otherwise known as Cody Vance, he's a good-looking guy, and I don't know. I, I, hey, I think one day he'll take the mask off. I hope. Yeah, and I still think there's a chance. Uh, Maybe his biggest star moments don't come in this company. He, you know what? He's one of those guys where I definitely see WWE being into him. So we'll see. I hope. I hope they. I hope they don't waste a guy like Ten because, like, can you imagine the fucking comments that there'll be if one of the original Dark Order members goes to WWE? Hey, with Cody gone, I I have no idea what's next. Right. So, um, he looked great. I I. Th- I mean, if we're going, they can't for let one of Brody's hand pick people go. Like you hey, can't man. do that. You cannot. You if cannot the pay them, Tony. Mountain. Do not let the fan. <laughs> no, I just don't want to see WWE fans' response to that on Twitter because oh, yeah. you know how wrestling Twitter is. They'll make it really offensive and about Brody somehow. Like, hey, true. Uh, you know they will. It's it's how wrestling Twitter is. They're a bunch of just nerds, bro. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, Adam Cole nails ten with a super kick and lays in the boom. Finally, Cole had pins 10, and get, they get the victory. And then afterwards, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are celebrating and walking up the ramp. Bro, sometimes I feel like Adam Cole is like, uh, do we don't have a finish, do we? All right, I'll just kick you in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love Adam Cole. Garrett, powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin. Qualifying match for the face of the Revolution ladder match. The Revolution is televised. The Revolution. Um, Dante Martin is so good. I think Dante Martin's one of those guys that... He- He's become a ricochet to me. And this was before Ricochet went to WWE. But he's become ricochet and it's the sense of I know for a fact if someone has preconceived notions of professional wrestling, which we all know we've all seen that online or know those people, they all have those preconceived oh it's fake. How do you watch that shit? Well, 
Watch someone like Dante Martin. Watch someone what powerhouse Hobbs did to him in this match by throwing him 15 feet in the air. If that's not interesting to you, I can't help you. I want to see a Beal contest between Isaiah Cassidy and Dante Martin. So you can fly farther. (laughs) (laughs) So powerhouse Hobbs wins this. I think this is the right call. I love Dante Martin, but I think Hobbs was the right call. Even though I wanted Martin in the ladder match. Martin did beat uh, him. We need at least one high flyer in this ladder match. Oh, like, we'll, get already we'll get him. We'll get him. Isaiah Cassidy or Dante would have either Orban would have been fine. Like I'm sure we get Dante could still get it. I'm, I'm guessing they're going to do a battle royale for the last spot. You know how they love to do that shit. Get everyone last out there. spot unannounced bandito. No, for, dude, for sure. The, there's going to be an open spot. Um, there would have to be right. Like I want them to have like some sort of surprise for Revolution. I feel like that's what they've been building. Oh yeah. Well, like, other than Jeff Hardy, right? <laughs> no, maybe that can be it. Maybe he's the surprise entrant in that match. We need a high flyer. I mean, like, but uh, Martin got pinned by the massive Spinebuster Garrett. Yeah, that's what I was mentioning before. It's Spinebusters all over the place. Spinebuster Jones. Spinebuster Jones. Tony Schiavone's interviewing Jade Cargill, and oh my god. Does she have this character down? Jade Cargill looks like a legit star. I'm not even kidding, man. With with the green hair and that outfit, she looked like a million bucks, Garrett. She looked like money. <laughs> right? And so that's where they announced that she's going to face the bunny. We get the Professor's 5-Minute Rookie Challenge. Serena Deeb versus Angela Risk. I know you're like a risk of, getting a spot on TV. I was gonna say, I figured you had to be kind of happy about that because you you've given risk some shout outs before on dark. On dark. Well, I, anytime they use somebody more than once, I just assume they're gonna sign them, which is just not the right tr- approach to have. But whatever, you know, like. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, anytime that they, anytime that they make it on dark or elevation and then end up on rampage, it's a, usually a good sign for them. But I mean, I, so did I mean Anthony Green was literally on. Didn't he like uh, like open up an episode of Dark or Dark? Sorry, an episode of like Rampage once with Had Adam a Cole. Event Rampage against Adam Cole, I believe. Like, I mean, you know, like so it's like whatever, but like you know, can't yep. sign him. That's what that's, that's what I love about AEW, man. That's we Tony never Khan know. For you. Just like Jay White, fucking main headlining tonight. He's not even technically an AEW guy. Yet <laughs> it's like so fucking cool, man. Tony Khan will fall in love. Agreed. And then Serena Deeb obviously won. I still think this is leading to a debut in one of these matches. Tony Storm, Nixon, Newell, and Yeah, that's what I keep saying. Whoever beats, whoever, it's like whoever lasts five minutes with the professor, right? Like, is going to be like the, um, like, it's not even going to be that they beat her. They're just going to last the five minutes and it's going to be someone we're not expecting, you know? Like, I'm trying to think who would it be, like, based on, is that like a spot for. Oh, there's been a couple of women that they've been building up recently on Dark, so I wonder who it would be. Like, oh no, I think it's going to be an unsigned talent, like like a Tony Storm or Ember Moon. It's you gonna, think they're just going to? But how do you? Because they're gonna. She's going to do the open challenge, and she's going to be calling someone out. She's beaten everyone already. But that don't. That's not been the precedent. So far. I know that's my that's, point. That's what like, it's going to be, though. That's my guess. Because none of these girls have music yet, right? You know, it would be crazy, dude. Marita Shafir has been like on dark range. There you go. If you're if you're picking from dark, that's who I'd do. Okay. Well, everyone that she's fought so far has been a dark person. I think. Like, I thought Mark Henry's interview tonight was good. Again, I love this gimmick. Garrett is a growing. It's entirely dependent on the people. Like Jay White and Trent (laughs) Beretta will do a great job with it, but everybody else sucks. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) I fucking love it. 
It's it's the truth. Like, what was it last I'm week? Was, that hold shirt. on, let me pull up the notes from last week because last week's was good too. I want to say, and who was on it? Oh wait, it was uh, it was the Gun Club and Jurassic Express. <laughs> oh wait, the week before that, <laughs> it was uh, it was so that was the one I actually liked, and it was Ricky Starks and Jay Lethal. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. So like, if it's if it's people that are okay, then I will like it. If it's not, then it's gonna suck. Like it's just what it is. Like it's it's a canned segment. You know what I mean? Like agreed. It didn't it take away from the match. Back, it gives me like this weird wrestling nostalgia, and I don't know why. I can't explain it. So rampage, thumbs up, thumbs down. World Garrett. I think thumbs up. Uh, agreed. Jay White performed. Adam Cole. I just needed to see Jade Cargo for twenty five seconds, and I was in. By the way, that's all I needed. I do wish she would have done something more this week. Like I don't know. What you would have done, yeah, but like they're, they're kind of having her defend the belt, belt on and off here every other week. So I'm cool mm-hmm. with that. At least it's dynamite this week, though. Which I mean, it's tough because you want to have. Okay, this is what AEW should figure out because they want to clearly do. Like they want the tag titles, the FTW title, the TBS title, and the TNT title all defended on television. You got to pick a couple. You can't just have them. You can't have them all. It's it's impossible. You're overbooking it. Like. So, on AEW Dynamite, we have four announced matches. Okay. Jade Cargill versus The Bunny. House of Black versus Penta El Zero Miedo and Pac. And I also believe this could be the Dark Pentagon debut. And we have Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho face-to-face, which I believe is just setting up Revolution. Tag Team Battle Royal. And we do have the confirmed teams from the graphic. So, I'm going to run through them real quick, all right? Okay. Best Friends. And when I say these names, give a give it if you think they could win it. Give just a yet. If a, if you think they can win it, okay. just give me a. This could be it or what? You know, best okay. friends. Red Dragon. Probably, yeah, I could see them. FTR. Maybe Santana and Ortiz. Big time could possibly win. The Butcher and the Blade. So I guess Butcher is is fine. Probably, probably not. I don't know. Private Party. That would be awesome if they won. The Young Bucks. Nah. Two no. <laughs> Austin and Colton Gunn. Imagine if they immediately got back in. <laughs> right. And then John Silver and Alex Reynolds. That would be fun. They haven't had a yeah. title shot in a while. I think it's I think it's going to be a triple threat at the pay-per-view. Like, uh, well, obviously. I think either Red Dragon or Young Bucks win this one, and then the other one's the other one. Yeah, probably. But why would they? It's kind of stupid putting them both in the same one right away, unless you're going to have one of them actually eliminate the other, and that's like the spark for their feud. And then for Rampage, all we got is Guevara versus Andrade, which is a wait. What if this is the plan? What if the way that you get Red Dragon versus uh, Bucks at the pay per view is without it being like a full on feud, is they both cost each other from winning? I'm I'm cool with it. Like, and I don't mean like, uh, that's why I wish you could have separated it because like now you have to book them in both matches, which you can't do. So one of them, so neither of them can win. So they both have to not win and it has to be because of each other. Otherwise you can't, otherwise that feud's just like pushed away further, which just feels weird because it, it feels like they want to have it at revolution. You know what I mean? Like part of it, like at least, you know, by the way, and if Adam Cole wins the title, it might be a good time to do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, Legit Layla and uh, Stalin are nothing this week, so I'm keeping an eye on that for next week. That, that, that feud might have died, man. I hope not, dude. I, I really like Layla. I, I think Statlin and her... I do too, and I feel like she's just match. another... Again, 
Tony does this thing where when we're getting close to the pay-per-view, he starts focusing on the men, you know? Yeah, let's hope who, is, who is Britt Baker's actual... I mean, we just found out Britt Baker's facing Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And as much as it's going to be a good match, if Thunder Rosa doesn't win, it's going to feel, like, meaningless, you know? I like, feel like the they, same thing over and over again. Yeah. Like, we just don't... We wait until two weeks out from the pay-per-view, we book Brit, Britt's opponent, and then she just wins. Like... Yeah, let's hope... Uh, let's hope the, and let me ask the you this. this week. Is Jade going to have a match at the pay-per-view? Hmm. She's getting the title match two Wait, weeks how out. Much will she, she defending it? It's like Sammy, right? I I don't think Jade or Sammy will actually. I don't know. What the what to figure that out as we get closer? Maybe something on the the night before they'll set something up on that rampage that's in Orlando. I just I hope so, but I don't. Like, what are you gonna set up? Like, it's not nothing is gonna feel like meaningful because she's not been feuding with anybody the last yeah. month. Yeah, like. we'll just have to see. Uh, maybe Serena Deep. I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, Garrett, that was it for us this week. Uh, we had a lot to talk about early on. Um, yeah. With Revolution coming up, and next week we got some a lot of matches with stakes on it. They also announced that the Owen Hart, they put a date on it that it will be, uh, I believe, the May 11th showing. We'll yeah, so we, do, we know when that's happening now, Owen which is Hart. crazy that Cody left when they just put a date on the Owen. But And then know. speaking of Cody leaving, uh, on the Revolution poster, Cody was replaced with Keith Lee. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. Yes, and Keith Lee. I love Keith Lee so much. Um, I I, I don't have anything else, Garrett. Uh, you? No, nah, that's pretty much it. Uh, if you guys haven't, make sure you guys go ahead and follow us on social media. You can find me at Bane Duke, and you can find Charlie at O'Charlie with an X instead of an A. And we will see you guys all next time.